We do what we've been doing over the last two weeks. We spoke to the EFF, we spoke to the DA about their manifesto. Now we bring in the ANC um, about their manifesto. They just launched their manifesto in KwaZulu-Natal this past weekend. And then I'm going to bring in uh, Tzidi Madia, uh, who was there uh, just for some analysis. So let's start with Butima Namela, who is an ANC-NEC member. Thank you so much for making time for us, Buti. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me, uh, Clement, and uh, also to your listeners, wherever Let's get are. straight into it. You are promising to create about 2.5 million job opportunities over the next five years. How are you going to do that? Well, the key thing is the presidential employment stimulus, uh, but also, um, you know, this includes uh, funding to civil society through nonprofit companies, uh, a national youth service, uh, together with the South African National Defence Force, uh, but also, um, you know, a focus on small enterprises. I mean, in the National Development Plan, we strongly believe that, uh, you know, uh, employment has to be generated through support from small enterprises, entrepreneurs and cooperatives. Uh, and I think the target there was about 11 million contribution of jobs through this uh, you know this sector, and 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 I think to encourage this, part of the proposals includes continuing with our set asides for women businesses, youth businesses, but also businesses for people with uh, with disability. We haven't given up, uh, and I think the private sector uh, is playing a key role, or going to be playing a key role. And I think through our engagement with them, we believe that uh, you know this will. Uh, uh, work. Then there's uh, things that we're going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, continuing with, including uh, issues around monitoring employment equity, uh, uh, particularly for for women and people with disabilities, uh, uh, particularly in the sector, because we uh, strongly believe, that, uh, you know, everyone who employs uh, labour in the country has to. Uh, you know, comply with the laws and regulations of this country, which requires equitable employment, uh, particularly across race, gender, uh, and and other uh, lines. So, so in a nutshell, that's that's going to be our focus. But uh, you know, what has been the anchor of uh, this manifesto in terms of the economy, which we believe is what will help us yield. Uh, you know, more uh, uh, job uh, is advanced industrialization. Uh, uh, you know, we we talking about support for localization, uh, support around labor intensive yeah. industries, um, you know, uh, support for an increasing uh, support for 2000 uh, black industrialist program. We've seen a lot of progress since the launch of yeah. uh, the black industrialist program. And I think there's reported about 90,000 jobs created through this. So we're quite confident that more jobs mm-hmm. will be coming uh, from this. And I think the last key point, uh, Clement, um, uh, you know, our cooperation uh, in the continent through the Africa uh, continental free trade area, but also the, uh, uh, you know, the BRICS Plus, uh, those are some of the key uh, points that we believe will help in uh, you know, stimulating our economy so that it creates mm-hmm. employment. How many jobs has the ANC been able to create, let's say, over the last five years? Because in your manifesto five years ago, you also promised to create 
millions of jobs. And, and as I remember, just before your manifesto in the last elections, the unemployment rate was probably at about 27%. It's now sitting at just above 31%. And youth unemployment is over 40%. Yeah. So how many jobs yeah. have you created in the last five years that you had promised in the last manifesto? Look, the last commitment, the last manifesto committed to create uh, one million, uh, you know, uh, job opportunities, and 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 we believe that we, uh, uh, you know, have done much. There has been a huge impact, uh, you know, of the COVID nineteen and the effects, uh, consequently, of the of the global economic crisis and some instabilities all over the world. But I think, uh, you know, the reported number of jobs lost. Uh, in 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 during the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, you know, were close to two million. In fact, more than two million jobs were lost. Then we've only just stabilized, uh, uh, you know, this year to to uh, you know to uh, COVID uh, COVID nineteen levels of uh, of uh, of employment. So that's had a huge impact, despite the progress that we. Uh, you know, have made in various industries and sectors uh, to create more employment. Okay, but the promise to create those one million jobs, you have not created that, you have not met that target. And and I hear you, you talk about global issues, maybe the war in Ukraine, the COVID-19 pandemic, but they've also been own goals. How do you create jobs when the logistics, the transportation and energy constraints continue? Right, these are industries that you need to create those jobs. So, how do you go about creating jobs then when the logistics sector is still in a crisis that it is, when the energy reliability is not there? No investor wants to come through and create and invest money and build their companies and create jobs when there's no energy reliability, when the logistics are such a mess. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, like I said, the fact that we've been able to claw back uh, the jobs lost under uh, or during COVID-19 means that we've done significantly well, uh, you know, in creating uh, new employment opportunities to the extent that, uh, you know, some of those, well, most, if not all of those jobs that were lost in that period have now, uh, you know, being, being recovered. Uh, by the creation of new employment opportunities, uh, but also by, uh, you know, the, the retention of uh, the old ones that have been lost. The point you're making, uh, you know, around the constraints in energy, transport and logistics is actually one of the key priorities in fixing these, uh, 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 you know, because we believe that th- these are important, uh, 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 you know, strategic uh, uh, sectors that will help us drive the industrialization, growth, and development. And part of the things that 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 uh, you know we say firstly is we have to focus on uh, our technical abilities to make sure that our energy supply is consistent. Uh, you know, we uh, not only uh, uh, are talking about fixing ESCOM, but also improve uh, uh, you know alternative energy. Uh, interventions uh, by, uh, uh, you know, con- uh, ensuring that we connect what is there, uh, 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 you know, and cannot be what has been generated, uh, particularly by, uh, 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 you know, private uh, uh, electricity generation, uh, you know, companies uh, goes into, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the national uh, energy pipeline. Uh, and then issues around security, 
uh, are also going to be mm-hmm. both in terms of energy and in terms of logistics. But that's what you uh, said in the last manifesto and the previous one before that, uh, Buti, as the ANC. You've been talking about fixing ESCOM. I mean, this is a crisis that has been with us for what? Over 15 years now. How long are you going to be telling South Africans, vote for us? We are going to fix this when you failed to do it in the last 15 years. Why must they believe you're somehow capable of it now? Well, look, I mean, there has been, there has been challenges. And I think uh, part of the actions that the, uh, you know, the, the president took uh, two years ago included, uh, importantly, the appointment of the uh, Minister of Energy, whose specific focus has been to make sure that ESCOM uh, work. Uh, there has been new leadership uh, or there is going to be new leadership that will be taking over at uh, uh, ESCOM, whose primary focus is to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 ESCOM works. Uh, and I think that with 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 uh, the experiences uh, that we've gained and some of the uh, reports that have been coming out with the interventions that have been done, uh, at ESCOM to make sure that it works. We believe that uh, uh, you know a turnaround is is uh, uh, is around the corner. When when, and, when, and when is around the corner? When is around the corner? Is it in, in a year's time? Is it in another ten years time? Look, I mean, we we so so the complete uh, the commitment that we're making with this manifesto is that the complete fixing of, uh, of uh, 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 you know, electricity generation is not something that will happen in the immediate, and that's why we've put target for this particular term to completely resolve, uh, you know, the, the, the challenges at, uh, mm-hmm. uh, at ESCOM. And it's not only about resolving challenges at ESCOM, it's also about resolving the overall energy challenges that we, uh, you know, that we have. So it's not only uh, ESCOM, but it's also... Uh, you know, alternative energy uh, uh, generation, okay. uh, uh, you know, that we, we, we're talking about. All right. The president uh, said that South Africans will be witnessing a transformative journey towards achieving the National Development Plan 2020 objectives. Is that still a plan by government? I was surprised to hear the president say that because government has failed to meet its NDP targets on employment, on inequality and poverty. And that was a review that was done by governments of government's performance in the last 10 years. And that shows that those targets that have, that have been set have actually been missed. And instead, there's been policy incoherence and corruption that is seriously spread in the state. That's according to the National Planning Commission, whose responsibility is actually to assess whether or not you're still on target for the NDP 2030. They said you've missed the target. There's no way you're going to meet it. So how does the president resuscitate that document? Well, you can't just generally say, uh, Clement, that uh, we've missed the targets of the National Development Bill. Which, speci- which specific targets are you talking about that you suggested? That That's not have? me saying that. That's the commission that was employed by President Cyril Ramaphosa, so the National Planning Commission. They're saying that you've missed that the targets on unemployment, on inequality and poverty. So by now... You should have created a specific number of jobs. We, By we now, you should done. have reduced poverty to a certain level. And they're saying you have failed to meet those targets by 2023, 2024, and there's no way you're going to meet it by 2030. Firstly, uh, and, and let's look at the point around around poverty, uh, as, or, or maybe just a general point in terms of the, of the National Development Plan. The National Development Plan remains government's plan. It was probably one of the most ambitious plans. 
plans that was put into place. It was also, uh, you know, a plan that did not, uh, uh, you know, uh, of course anticipated various risks and risk factors, but it's also a plan that that could not have, uh, you know, manufactured some of the crises that we found ourselves. But there are areas uh, in terms of the National Development Plan where we believe that government has done so much. If you look at uh, our performance in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, education, we believe that we've done significantly well, not only uh, in terms of the participation rate of uh, uh, children at early childhood and so on and so forth, but also participation rate at university and the output that we're experiencing in all of those sectors. We had said, for instance, that by 2030, we want to see 1.6 million students being registered at universities. And this is 2024. We are now at 1.2 million students and in line uh, in achieving that particular mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, plan. If you look at uh, health, for instance, what set out herself the target of introducing a national health insurance, the president is having that bill on his table as we speak. And yes, there has been a, a you know setback uh, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of issues around uh, employment but we are almost reaching uh, uh, you know universality as it relates to uh, lifting south africans beyond the poverty line and most of this are as a result of collective interventions in terms of the social wage and also in terms of reducing the quality of life, I mean, the cost of living, uh, you know, of South Africans. If you look at the SRD grant, if you look at the, uh, uh, you know, the, the old age grant, the child support grant, if you look at the NSFAS grant, but also various other grants that are distributed through, uh, uh, you know, various, uh, I mean, the Department of Small Businesses, the Department of uh, Trade and Industry, all of those are interventions led by government whose intention is to lift people beyond the poverty line, whose intention is to ensure that people mm-hmm. uh, act productively in, in creating employment. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, yes, there may have been setback, but we believe that, uh, uh, you know, and as the president committed, uh, uh, you know, in Devon, that the the next six years, which is the last uh, uh, hurdle in ensuring that we achieve the NDP, that we're going mm-hmm. to throw all the resources that are at the disposal of government to make sure that we take all the <laughs> That is going to be a miracle, Buti. I mean, <laughs> if, if a committee that was appointed by the president is telling you that if you look at inequality and unemployment like eight years ago, that has worsened right now. Like there's no way that in six years well, suddenly that's, well, that's you are fair. somehow going to bring a miracle where unemployment, uh, then you're able to reduce unemployment rate to the target that you had already said and reducing poverty to the target you've already said. I mean, that's purely lying to well, South Africans. That's just not practical. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I, 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 I think there should be an exception in terms of you placing judgment in my comment and, and basically calling it a lie. But the point is that the National, the National Planning Commission has not been appointed by the president to become a rubber stamp, but the National Planning Commission has been appointed by the president to become the advisor to government, but also monitor government's implementation of the plan and advise government in terms of what needs to be done as it relates to the targets that government has set. So we're not expecting them to, uh, uh, you know, to toe the line, to uh, give us, uh, and, and, and we see it as a wake-up call. We do not in any way want to dismiss 
whatever observations that the National Planning Commission has made, we are actively aware of what the challenges are. And that's why I'm saying that all that we'll be doing in the next six years is to pull mm. all the resources available to mm. government to make sure that we achieve the targets that are set out in the National So unemployment to be reduced to I 6%. I told you when I started, I told you when, when we started this, com- this, this, this conversation around the NDP that there are targets which we've met and and i think it's 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 actually malicious for you not to acknowledge but to basically say that the the implementation of the national development plan has completely failed without acknowledging the fact that there are areas i'm looking at the key targets i'm looking at the key targets yes you've made targets unemployment poverty so you're telling me that in the next six years the national development plan is a key target. So you're telling me that we have 86% of South Africans. So in the next six years, Buti, quickly, in the next six years, you're going to be reducing unemployment to 6%. Well, that's what we'll be working on. Okay, that's wonderful. Our we'll role, clip our this. responsibility, uh, Clement, as government is not to throw our hands in the air. Okay. Our responsibility as government is to make sure that the commitments that we've put into place actually go on and we we, we, we attain those. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to stop it there, uh, Abuti. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming through. Uh, so, 6%. ANC government had committed that they should reduce unemployment to 6%. As per the NDP, the goal was to achieve a 14% unemployment rate by 2020 to enable the target to be met. We are far from that. We're at what? 32% unemployment rate? How? Tzidi, Madia, is government going to be creating... 2.5. In fact, how are they going to get to a point where unemployment is reduced to 6% in the next six years? How is that practical? You know, that question speaks to my sense about the manifesto altogether, Clement, is I didn't feel the governing party was realistic or honest with itself, never mind us, about what is possible, about where we actually are and what needs to happen. In fact, one of the big questions I kept asking myself this whole entire weekend is, what does a, gov- a party that's been in government for 30 years and has fumbled from one issue to the next actually say, cap in hand, to voters to convince them that we can do this again? I recognize that they can't put new ideas on the table. Mm. We don't deserve new ideas. We deserve answers and solutions to the problems we already have and ones that you fail to respond to. And I'm not sure if the plans that they've put forward goes far enough. As I'm listening to Butimana Mela now, instead take a defensive posture when you're probing the possibility, how feasible it is. You look at 2.5 million jobs, you actually need to look a little bit further. Add an additional 1 million from co-ops that they want to have in our in our, in our villages um, through uh, small and medium enterprises. They want to also turn an additional, I think, million jobs through that. So you look at that and you ask yourself, how is that possible when we've regressed so much on the ANC's watch? You listen to Vitimana Mela and the one thing you're constantly hearing is COVID, this, COVID, this, COVID, that. COVID, yes, there was a real effect, Absolutely. a real impact from COVID, but it's also become the easy cop-out, right? But we also had our own, own goals. Energy reliability. And they also think, hold on, they also think by saying publicly we concede to challenges that that takes it far enough in explaining and holding in taking responsibility for what the governing party has done wrong. And I don't think that it does. When I speak to ANC leaders, they always say, well, we're the first to concede that there are challenges. No, that's not what we're looking for. That's not what you owe us. If you're having an honest conversation and you're asking to be re-elected, yeah. And you're being honest. It's yeah. not that they're challenges. It is I have caused challenges. Yeah. I've made life difficult where it shouldn't have been. All I'm saying is 
do not come and lie to South Africans that it is possible with the current challenges we have where ESCOM and, 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 the, and Transnet are the biggest crisis to our economy and that issue is still not resolved. Even and you want to lie and say, in, in six years, we're going to do everything but possible. But even the money that's required in order to invest in that infrastructure to fix energy, transport, logistics, whatever, and roads, whatever it is, it, they still need to go look at things like pensions. They're still saying they'll have conversations, and we've been here before, with the financial sector into tapping into pensions. Mm. The final, financial sector has shown that it will not bend and bow to the mm. ANC's um, uh, 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 pleasure or, or requirements because, again, yeah. there's a trust deficit even in that relationship so i don't know where those plans will how those plans will find life look um, i wish that they can do it because i would love to live in a country that's thriving where, where unemployment is reduced to six percent by 2030 by the way when you look at our gdp growth the ndp in the ndp it's intended that our economy must be growing at 5.4 percent by 2030 by 2022 it was sitting at 1.1 percent i think right now the projection is that it will average 1.4% from 2024 to 2026. If you speak to economists, they'll tell you that you cannot create jobs if the economy is not growing at, at the very least, 5 to 6%. Huh? And you need half a trillion rand at least to be injected in the economy by government and the private sector. ESCOM needs to stop with power cards. At the least, maintain lower stages of load shedding. Transit must be effectively operational. If you want to see the economy grow, and jobs created. But the ANC tells you, we're going to do everything to meet the NDP targets. I'm saying that's impractical. The National Planning Commission told them so, but because they want you to vote for them, or oh, vote for us because everything we're going to do in the next five years, we're going to put all our eggs in this. We're not kids. Tell me about KZN. Was it a successful manifesto? Stadiumology? I do think, look, the issue of stadiumology very quickly, it's a show of force. And the NC did that by the time they landed in KZN. Everywhere they went, they had the numbers. Mm. I think, by and large, they must thank the Umkonto Scissor Party. The NC closes rank, and that's kind of what we saw happening mm -hmm. where NC supporters came out to support the party. Oh, it was fully packed, eh? There was a weird spear moment, because this is the phase of, <laughs> of the campaign Who did where. That? The president of the ANC, but for me, I think my biggest takeaway is the contents of the manifesto. I recognize and I accept that the ANC is correct in saying that this is a protected manifesto, that they cannot necessarily produce any mm. new ideas. They've got to build on commitments they made in January 8th, go back to 2019 and beyond. But I don't think that the solutions are imaginative enough or honest enough, as you pointed out. I think that if they had an honest approach, we might feel slightly differently about what they're selling. And that's the believability test for me by the way mm. when I look at this manifesto launch or at least the ANC on this campaign the ANC's greatest crisis is believability mm. it's done so much to undermine itself to um, decampaign itself as an organization through how they've carried themselves as an organization over the years. Mm. 30 years of on goals, endless on goals and I must go back and ask for one more chance, that's what they're saying but for what? When again the plans that you're putting forward are not realistic mm. are not practical and one would have imagined not the opposition or the wish list but the governing party would give real hard steps of how we move from one yeah. to two to three and so on and so forth and they don't do that. What is this thing about job opportunities quickly? Uh, Everybody's got a jobs plan. Who, Going back what to is the, the difference between employment and jobs versus 
Oh, I hate job opportunities. Because like, that's what they are you giving us jobs or job opportunities through the president's office, the presidential yeah. stimulus pack, and well, that EPW that's, that's, public works program. N- there's a public works issue, but there's mm. also the presidential employment stimulus. Youth, I think it's yes, the greatest, and the yes programs and all of those. So a lot of issues around employment opportunities lie there. Um, we don't have the fleshing out of what that looks like as yet going mm. forward. Those are things that pieces of the puzzle yeah. that they are hoping to fill in. But popular in the darkness. Uh, like the rest of us if What's you know too what popular I mean. in English? You're feeling your way through the darkness, man. 